What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, we're back. It's Thursday. Woo! Woo! <laughs> for all you movie lovers, we got some cool movies that we picked out for this week, so we hope you like them. We picked Maniac Cop versus... Scanner Cop. Ooh, and which one <laughs> will be the winner? That's an easy one. Yeah, it is, it is kind of an easy one for us, and I was a little surprised by it. Yeah. I, I was a little surprised by the outcome, but you'll have to stick around to the end to find out which one we like the most, but you'll probably figure it out as we go. So if you haven't already, we do have an episode up on Monday. We did a grave plot, which was really cool, called Gory Games. And uh, if you haven't already seen the cover for that, I probably put some work into it. I don't know what I've done yet because I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> <laughs> but I hope I did a good job, Alex. Yeah, hope you did. <laughs> Anyway, but guys, if you want to check that out, you go to longlivethevoid.com and check out that episode or our SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever. But uh, also, just as a note um, to remind you, we are doing a big box giveaway, guys. So we're still doing this. It's going to be October 11th or 12th that we're going to do the cutoff, whatever the Thursday is that day, um, because we're going to announce the winner on our Thursday episode on that day. So if you haven't already, go to BTV the VIP club on our longlivethevoid.com and sign up. All you're doing is signing up an email. We're not going to spam you every fucking day. It's none of that. It's really just to let you know that we got a brand new episode up so that you know that we have an episode out. And by signing up, you enter yourself into the contest. There's going to be movies, gift cards, like stickers, tons of fucking awesome swag from fucking Britney's collection. Mm -hmm. So she's donated a lot. Christina's going to decorate the box up. It's fucking awesome. Last last winter we had loved it. So we're we're trying to do a little bit better each time to try to give you guys something every quarter. Yeah, you have like less than a week to sign up and get involved and get ready, and it's a really cool box. Yes, I think you'll be pleased. So if you haven't already, sign up. If you have. You're already entered. So. Yeah. But I think without further ado, I think we should jump into our flesh and potatoes segment of Media Cop versus Scatter Cop. All right, we are back, and let's drop the fucking hammer on these goddamn fucking movies. <laughs> We're getting fucking crazy cop killer fucking 
shit going on things. I don't know what I'm saying. Stuff. Stuff. Shit. <laughs> so what should we kick it off with first? Uh, let's kick it off with Maniac Cop. Since okay. Since we started with Maniac Cop in our introduction. Okay. So um, if you guys aren't aware, Maniac Cop came out in 1988. It was directed by William Lustig, who also did Maniac Cop 2 and 3. Right. Um, and also did Relentless and Vigilante. Nice. What's the story about? So innocent people are being brutally murdered on the streets of New York City by a uniformed police officer. Oh, my God. As the death toll rises and City Hall attempts to cover up, Frank McRae heads to the investigation. Or heads the investigation. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a young cop, Jack Forrest finds himself under arrest as the chief suspect, having been the victim of a setup by the real killer and a mysterious woman phone caller. Forrest, his girlfriend Teresa, and McRae set out to solve the puzzle before the maniac cop can strike again. Maniac cop. Maniac cop. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know, so glorious! So glorious! That's a pretty I'm cool. Sorry. I mean, I mean, to be honest, if I heard that, I'd be like, "Hmm, what's that about?" Yeah, I mean, it's it's super interesting to anyone who's never heard of it before. I mean, the story was written by Larry Cohen, who okay. also wrote um, Body Snatchers, It's Alive, and A Return to Salem's Lot. Right. Um. So it's it's a really interesting, fun, kind of different storyline that is a little bit more um, relevant to today's no i agree yeah and larry cohen's done a lot i think he's also a producer right he is yeah he has his hands in a lot of cookie jars um so yeah. he does he does quite a bit um but this film in particular does star tom atkins who plays mccray fuck yeah F exactly thrill me motherfucker <laughs> who is um also known for his roles in my bloody valentine right um escape from new york and night of the creeps he's done so many fucking amazing cop movies like he's always the best cop Mm -hmm. Like Tom Atkins is the fucking shit, guys. He's the man. Like he's got the much. best sarcastic attitude for a cop in movies ever. Yeah, he's he's pretty fucking glorious. Yeah, I love anything him. He's ever in. Uh, but this also stars, which we both forgot about, mm -hmm. the fact that this had this actor in this movie. But it does also star motherfucking the Jin himself, Bruce Campbell. Right. Who plays Jack Forrest, who, as if you don't know who Bruce Campbell is, I don't know who you are. However, he is known for his roles in Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, and also Escape from L.A. Many, many, many and movies many, and TV shows. Many other things. If you're a big fan of Burn Notice, right. which, you know, I only watch the episodes Jack of all Bruce trades. Campbell in. So. I think he was even in Xena. And... <laughs> He's in a lot of shit. Right. This film also stars Lorene Landon, who plays um, Officer Mallory, who's in It's Alive 3. Um, she was in an episode of Masters of Horror in 2006. Right. Um, she played the character Birdie. Okay. I believe. Um, and she was in Samurai Cop 2. Right. And she, and I think... She's in a lot of... Well, didn't she's Larry Cohen do the... Stuff. Oh, Larry Cohen did the It's Alive series. Yes, he did. So that he's definitely... Like, that's probably why. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's worked with her before. He knows her capabilities. And, and it's so funny because a lot of these actors, like there's some of them that are in Pet Cemetery, which mm -hmm. we talked about last week. And I and it was like Scanner Cop, similar things. There's like all this like connection somehow. We always have, end up having some weird connections. Right. Every time we do an episode, we always have some weird connections, which is super interesting to me. Right. But Richard Roundtree, who plays Commissioner Pike, who is most widely known for his roles in Shaft. 
yeah. and Seven. But I don't count. Um, and he was also in one of like my favorite movies ever, which is Corky Romano. Oh, <laughs> I have that movie, but that's everybody my knows him from that movie. Want some cookies? Oh my fucking god! god. I can't. And want to buy a boat? Want to buy a boat? But oh my, I can't. Poor Chris Kattan. I love Chris Kattan. He went and away. I love that movie. I don't even give a flying fuck what anybody says. I love Corky Romano. It's yeah. hilarious. It also has uh, Robert Zadar, who is the maniac cop himself who is in a lot yeah of shit most notably known for maniac cop though. most yeah he was also in um the night stalker and he was in a movie called postmortem and the killing game right yeah he's been a lot of bad but he's played a lot of bad guys he was in maniac cop and maniac cop 2 and was he in 3 i, I thought he was in 3, was in three. really I don't huh. believe he was in three. I could be wrong, but I you don't, could be. It's I don't been a while. He was in three. I think he's just in one and two. He's got the massive jaw. Ugh, he's got like the most creepy. famous jaw in the industry. Yeah, which is a fun fact. We'll get into a little bit later. Um, <laughs> but, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, also, the the last person I wanted to touch on that's in this movie is uh, William Smith, who played Captain Ripley, who was in a lot of stuff, mostly TV series. Um, like he was in Chips. Okay. And the original. The original. Uh, huh. And a lot of other like television cop series. Um, but he's also in Terror in Beverly Hills, Warriors of the Apocalypse, and Deadly Breed, which are some of the things that, you know, our loving fans out there probably may know. know him better for. Yeah. Um <laughs> so and also the music I wanted to touch on for this. The music for this movie was done by Jay Chataway. Okay. Who also did Maniac Cop 2, but he mm-hmm. did a lot of the music for Star Trek Voyager, the TV oh, series. Okay. And most recently, he did the remake of Poltergeist in 2015. Okay. So he did the music for that as well. He, it, like, I felt like he's like an action music maker. Because, yeah. like, that, the one song that stood out to me was the chase scene at the yes. end. <laughs> and, like, it was just like. Most notably credited for especially for maniac cop is is that okay which is interesting that you touch on it this movie had a budget of about 1.1 million dollars estimated estimated and it was a big fucking flop did they actually make it to the theaters with this one because i didn't do this was your research baby they did but opening weekend um it grossed in the united states about 188,000. Wow. Dollars. Wow. And in total, the total gross for this movie was $671,000. Better than I US, expected. Which is, I agree, it Was I was actually kind of surprised by it. I was like, oh shit, they did better than I thought they would have done. Right. But it's still really sad for a movie that has Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah. That was a $1.1 million estimated budget. And it's so weird, too, because like, he's like kind of the main star in the movie. In a way. But they're... But you f- also see Tom Atkins more. I thought he was going to be the star. So did I. Like, it, it almost, like, You'll see more of Tom Atkins than you do Bruce Campbell like throughout the entirety of the film. However, right. Bruce Campbell's character goes from the beginning to the end, and he comes back in the second one. And I just want to touch on the fact of how glorious their fucking reveal for <laughs> Bruce Campbell was, because it was fucking hilarious. Because this is after, like, at the tail end of Evil Dead and right. everything. So everybody knows who fucking Bruce is. Yeah, you Campbell see the is. back of him the whole time. They spend a solid, like, two minutes... Of like him and his wife like having this conversation where he's getting ready and you just see the back of him. Right. And you know from the back of him that it's fucking Bruce Campbell. Like I didn't know. know. I was oh, like, I who the fuck is this guy? Oh, as soon as I saw his name roll in the fucking credits in the beginning of the movie, like as soon as they showed the back of him, I know that butt. Okay. I know Bruce Campbell from the back. Like, trust me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh wow. I That's, still have a big that old crush. Dark and sexual. It is dark and sexual. <laughs> 
<laughs> I still have a big old fucking crush on Bruce Campbell, so I fucking knew. I like smacked my husband on the arm, and I was like, "This fucking." Bruce you know, he Campbell. was just in town today. I know he was. He was at Dobson High School. I missed it his because I didn't book. make a money. So I didn't it was have yesterday. Money. It was last night, and I was mad because I like worked too much and I couldn't make it, and I was super pissed because I really wanted to go because <laughs> I love him. What are your thoughts on this movie, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> since you asked. No, I'm just <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like they sort of try to make a supernatural cop into a sort of slasher. And some of the music almost reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Like, very much. Like, it's almost like they were like, okay, we're going to make a cop movie, and it's going to be, like, supernatural. So we got to do something along the lines of Freddy. And he was like, he took it literally. Yeah. And he, like, went, the guy that wrote, what was his name again? Jay Chataway. Jay Chataway. I feel like he kind of took it too literally. And, like, there is, like, he's hitting all the beats of Freddy. You're right. But I don't <laughs> feel like this is a strong, I like, I'm not trying to put this down, guys. I don't feel like it's a strong slasher movie. It is interesting enough that I want to... I want to watch the rest of the series, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street. So if you really want to break it down, well, this movie did better rating wise than Scanner Cop. I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about that <laughs> yet. Um, Tom Atkins though is in it and that makes, that's a huge bonus to me. First of all, he's a fucking badass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He's a bamf. Yeah. Um, he plays a great friggin' cop too. He thrills me <laughs> with his wit. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's in it, so you kind of have to pay attention, even if it's not the best role I've seen him in. Uh, he does a decent job at a cop. It's not the first time he's played a cop. He's actually been a cop in Intruder, uh, which is like the supermarket killer thing, but he's only in it for like a brief second. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi's in that movie. Ted Raimi's in that movie. But he kind of plays too much of a straight-laced kind of character in a way, and Bruce Campbell is such a character actor and like really, I don't want to say flamboyant, but just like he was too straight laced for this role. Agreed. So, and I think he was just trying to take it seriously at this point. He was like, I want to be a real actor. Yeah. You know, I don't want to just be me, Evil Dead. Yeah. Someone take me seriously. I'm not just Evil Dead in Army of Darkness. <laughs> but I'm not li- just Ash. <laughs> I like the idea of, you know, a cop who's supposed to be there to help you, um, who gets wronged by the government or the people that run it. And he gets thrown in jail, and he basically criminals fucking kill him, and then he exacts revenge on the city. And it's like anybody is at fault because they let him let this happen to him. Yeah, somehow. nobody's safe. Yeah. So it's interesting, and 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 I mentioned this before. Like it's interesting the parallels that that they have between 1988, which aren't too dissimilar than today in 2017. Because there's a segment in the movie where they talk about like to talk to the people in the street when they know that there's this maniac cop out there killing people, and they have interviews and like it's like different for each person. Like everybody's scared of him, but he's like, well, cops kill people all the fucking time. They kill my friends. I don't know. He's like, like so i'm used to that i guess it's just being a cop and i was like damn that's like today they do <laughs> that's that, how people feel today yeah they do that brief little um like reporter series where they talk to a couple of different civilians right that's what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. and i'm like oh fuck. yeah it's interesting though to know that you know what i mean yes. like it was an interesting i'm glad that they added it like they had the forethought the to add it yeah but there's also a lot of like <laughs> heavy sexually uh, misogynistic shit in this movie um, but you know you kind of expect that a little bit yeah. <laughs> it is an 88 film we weren't really out of the woods just yet just yet but uh, what about you <laughs> um, I actually really liked it yeah 
I did, and I was surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. I mean, like, there's it's a little bit of a convoluted story and a little bit fucking stupid and out there, but I did like the the concept and the idea that they had behind it. Yeah. It was really pretty interesting. Pretty simple, and though. They, and they followed it pretty well, and it was, a for the most part, a very simple story. Yeah. And I felt like they executed it decently for a movie in its time. I felt like... They did a really good job, and I can see how it became a cult classic like it did, because it is a fun film to watch. Like, you're not bored at any point in it. Well, I have I some think thoughts. You can be. I was a little bored. Yeah, there, there's some parts where you're just like, oh, Jesus. I but, feel like it, it really got its wings when the second one came out a little bit, because then yeah. it was like balls to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't take that movie seriously, but Tom Atkins is in it, so it's like, fuck. Yeah. But go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. He's 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 just fun. I yeah. love him. Okay, he's, he's incredible. And I was a little sad when his character got thrown out a window onto a car. What did you think? What did you think about the kills in this movie, though? My only issue with that is they didn't like the the ones that they showed and they spent time on. Yeah, showing were just blah. That's what I'm saying. That's what you I know, didn't like the about ones it. That, that's my biggest takeaway issue that I had. And there was no creativity in the kills. Exactly. But the ones that they showed, the act- they're dead. They don't show the killing, but they showed the finality of it. Yeah. Those are fucking tits. Yeah. They're so fucking cool. Like, the the final, like, ending towards it with all the cops that get killed in the fucking station. Amazing. It's amazing in the sense that I wish they... It's amazing that, on it. that they didn't show them getting killed. I wish they would <laughs> they have showed it. They wanted to be this shock element so that you were like, oh shit, everyone's dead. Which I get. Like, I understand why they did it, but I wish they wouldn't have done it that way. I wish they would have done like a side cutaway Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, show it. If it's a slasher, fucking treat show it like it. a slasher. Exactly. They start picking people off and like there's a B story going on in the background and people are getting picked off slowly and then everyone's dead. Like, yes. get to that point. That's what I didn't like about it. I completely 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. I didn't like the kills. I thought they were boring as shit. No, the ones they showed are boring. Although he did throw that chick down on the ground really hard. That was kind of funny. Yeah. I I mean, it was a mat, I'm sure. But they were like, they were just so stereotypical. Like, they were exactly what you thought they would have been. Like, they showed this like, oh, I'm going to unsheath my fucking knife thing that's... You think it's going to be a bully stick or whatever those fucking things are called. Nightstick. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's a fucking knife that's sheathed into this thing. Like He only uses that once, though, And I'm right? like, the knife? Yeah. He uses it multiple times. I think he did it twice. I um, can't remember. Bare minimum twice. But it was okay. multiple times. And I'm just like, okay. It it's a signature wasn't weapon. wasn't as cool the first time. And now you're using it again. And it's right. Well, he was just choking people out. Cool. That's what I didn't like. I'm like, dude, stop choking people, dude. Like, it's not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like snap their neck Choking or rip their head off. Cool. Well, he he ends up he essentially snaps the chick's neck in the beginning, right? Isn't right. It like, sort but of it is like so an like disla- an internal um uh decapitation, pretty much is is what he ends up doing to the chick and the bartender girl or whatever in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I still like it. I just I, I like the I st- I really liked the concept of it. I it thought, would have been better. I thought if they it had was better a cool kills. story, but I agree. Like I feel like that they wasted. The the kills that they should have highlighted are the ones that they didn't, and the ones that they did, they wasted that time on. Um, so I wish that they would have done the cutaway like sequence into him breaking into the police station, him killing these cops, and him killing these people to get 
into where he was instead of them, you know, Mallory and Forrest coming out of this interrogation room and discovering all these fucking dead cops. Right. And of course, it's the all typical story. Crazy ways that they they're fucking dead, too, which is awesome. But there's just this it's a finale like element of it. There's no cool like reveal on that him doing it. It's just like, oh, they're dead. This guy's hung by his belt or this guy's got this happening or this guy's dead standing there in a jail cell. Like there you know what I mean? There's no cool reveal up to the point. Dude, they could have slammed his head in the Yeah, I told I don't want to ruin the, 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 the kill scenes, but there really wasn't any kills. No. They're just they're just oh, they're dead scenes. Mm-hmm. That's all they were. That's what kinda of bothered me. And maybe there was a budgetary restraint or something like that, but I don't I f- know. I feel like it had to be something like that, but I, whatever. Um, I don't know. I was a little disappointed about that, too. Um, but going back to touch on your comment about Bruce Campbell oh, okay. earlier, he was actually reportedly admitted that he only did this film because he needed work. Right. It's one of those jobs. And that he has said that he didn't think this film was any good. Yet he signed up to do part two. But right. Well, it's money. It's money. Yeah. So, which I, I always found that to be interesting that he's just like straight up like, yeah, this, yeah, I did this because I needed a fucking job. I needed to pay my light, you know, keep my lights on and put food on my table. And this movie sucks, dick. Like, that happened with Anthony Hickox, who's a really good director. He's picked all these movies that he didn't need to pick. Yeah. Because exactly. he needed to put food on the fucking table, man. Yeah, shit happens, man. Right? Like, and it, it's like, you know, I I don't know. I feel like this film could have been just the same without Bruce Campbell. I felt like they didn't utilize him the way they should have. What's well, one of those the situations? Same with Tom Atkins. I feel like they didn't utilize him the way that they should have. Well, it's like it's like it's like the Jim Carrey thing, you know? Or the, I don't know, when you see a, like a comedic actor or comedian or whatever, and you're used to seeing them be silly and goofy and kind of like all over the place and like strong, when you see them play like normal roles, it just throws you off. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that all movies are bad that do that. Like I, you know, what was it? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Incredible. It was an incredible movie. It's sad as fuck and it makes you want to break up with the person you're with. Yeah, but then there's also for like Robin Williams, like you've got Patch Adams, which sure. is an insanely great movie. Or you have One Hour Photo, Photo yeah. which is completely fucking underrated. <laughs> I love that I saw that in the movie. theater, actually. It, so did I. And yeah. it's incredible. Or you, And he's also Creepy in um, World's Greatest Dad. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I love that movie. That movie's fantastic. That's dark humor, though. He is what? Oh, that's the, we need to do a whole thing on one hour photo or something. I don't know because I can go in Robin Williams and his dark fucking acting sure. forever because he was incredible. But I agree with that because he is very Bruce much Campbell, more. Bruce Campbell is very much more a comedic sort of slash horror actor, right? Which is, is shitty because it's not doesn't help him because he has to either be typecasted or nobody can break free from him right. being that character. Which is you know why I was always kind of a little bit taken aback when he agreed to do Ash versus the Evil Dead. Right. Because he has been trying so hard to break that mold that he created with Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Right. And Bubba Hotep and and, and everything like that. You know, like, he just tried so hard to break that typecasting mold for his character. Like, you can see it's evident in films like Maniac Cop and his roles in Burn Notice and anything that he's done basically since the fucking 80s. Yeah, well, he plays a sleazy, smoozy kind of... 
Yeah, well, he you know. he's tried so hard to break that mold, but then when it comes to Ash versus the Evil Dead, he goes right back into it. You know what? One of the movies that he did <laughs> that I liked is the Mind Warp movie. Mm. He was actually pretty decent in that. Like that, what I didn't get distracted from his old. No, like I he's, thought it was a decent role. He's a good actor. Yeah, and that's like I I I get sad sometimes because he does get typecasted into certain roles but you can tell he's picking certain roles because he needs to fucking feed himself oh i'm loving the fucking evil ash versus evil dead i'm still at a love hate crossroads where, with where that have show. you been where how far are you long are you i'm uh midway through season two really yeah oh there, you haven't hit the part yet then no i'm not there yet oh god I'm not. but Dude, i'm, I'm I fucking... late i'm late to the party on that because i didn't have um whatever fucking stars yeah. Whatever like television show it was on or station or whatever. And I finally started watching it and I was super behind on it. And I am still at this love-hate crossroads. Of, uh, I mean, I love it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh. Well, anyway. We'll get there. Yeah. Do you, What kind of other trivia do you have, though, mm. other than that? So I'm glad that he agrees with me, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a fun thing that I had that the actors that... The, both the actors that played the protagonist, which is Bruce Campbell's character, mm-hmm. um, or Officer Forrest, mm-hmm. and then the antagonist, who is Robert Dazar, who played Maniac Cop, they actually both have the character nicknames, or the nicknames in general, of The Chin. Oh. For their professional acting yeah, life, huh, which is that's super a good point. interesting to me, which I, I found that hilarious, because I'm like, holy shit. Their chins are like, famous. I didn't famous. even think of that, but yeah. they both are for their own separate ways. Right. You know, and it's they're both named, or called the chin, or known by the chin, but in for two different reasons as to why they would be known for that, but... In their own ways, like it's it's completely and a separate thing based on each other. It is definitely different because Zazar, and you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he passed away. What was it, twenty fifteen? I believe you're right. Yeah, he. I mean, no offense to him or anything, but one of them can walk through a door without banging their chin. Uh, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it's it. It's so poly. It's oh my god. It's just <laughs> one of them can wear a regular yeah, he helmet. Died, one of he, them can't. He died March thirtieth, twenty fifteen. So he died yeah. ten days after my birthday. I liked his. I liked him as an actor. I but thought he was very just, unique. He's so fucking just. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, it's that, like that over chin. plastic surgery kill looking. If it's chins just, could kill, that would be the chin that yeah. would kill me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the chin that walks into the room and slits my fucking throat because it's got its own fucking body. Like it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's got legs and arms. It's and shit. crazy, and it gets worse throughout his career. Yeah, like it gets if you a little watch, bigger. like from the beginning, his career started in like the. 50s i don't know i didn't check that far back like very very early on mm-hmm. and <laughs> fuck dude like it just gets worse like from the beginning to the end of his career yeah it just gets bigger <laughs> but hey man it stands out it does sometimes you need to stand yeah, out it does it walks into the room before he does <laughs> <laughs> sorry um Sam Raimi actually had um, bit a role. bit role in this. He had yeah. a cameo appearance. I don't know if anyone caught it, but he was the parade reporter. Yeah, I caught um, it. I did too, but I don't. I don't know if anybody else who actually watched this movie caught it. But it was a fun little thing. Like I smacked mouse and I'm like, Sam Raimi. <laughs> He's yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? I wonder. I think to myself, <laughs> like if Bruce was like, Sam, you got to come out here, buddy. I fucking can't handle this movie. You know what I mean? Like, you got to come out here and help me out. So they just fill him in. Because, I mean, no offense to Sam, but he's not the greatest actor. But he's an amazing oh. director. But He yeah. is. He's not the greatest actor. I mean, a lot of them aren't. I mean, like... It's, 
He just did it. It's a small role. It didn't need to be anything special. I mean, not everybody can beat Eli Roth. Like, right. Eli uh, Roth is pretty what does that mean? sort of decent at both, I guess. Oh, I see what you mean. Like the directing and the acting. Yeah, element. he's he's kind of like. But, but you look at him in. He's his, driving down the road. He's not wrecking. Yeah, but but well, you, sometimes. you look at him in his role in Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah, that's a good role for him. He's my favorite character. Yeah. Definitely. He's what saved that fucking movie. I think he did a really I, good job. Better than Brad Pitt, in my he opinion. He was better than Brad Pitt. He's That movie is not my favorite by any means. I did not like well, it. The guy who plays the Nazi is Oh, he's incredible. The best, he's but, the best. Yeah, he is the best. Well, back to the... <laughs> anyway, but, but that's a good But yeah, comparison. I feel like he just asked him to do him a favor because he was bored. Exactly. Like, that's what it feels like. And it's just like, oh, shit. Say he may have been friends with Larry Cohen, though. <laughs> Holy so. shit. You know, like, it was a really cool little uh, little thing. It was to, a welcome surprise. Uh, to look at. It was. Yeah. It was It was interesting. Um, Anything else on the trivia? I don't... There, there's not a whole lot, a lot of, of interesting stuff. Interesting trivia. Well, neither it's, of these movies really did. It's just mostly, like, ca- little cameo pieces, but the only one worth mentioning, I felt like, was for Sam Raimi. All right. Like, they actually um, credit Roundtree as a cameo as Commissioner Pike, and I'm like, no, he's that's a straight-up role. It's not a cameo. It's not necessarily a cameo. Right. He has more than one fucking word that he says or, like, one little bit. Like, he's in it for a couple scenes, but, you know, and he gets killed, so... Right. Well, that's pretty tits. But yeah. I felt <laughs> like, like shaft. Blah. There were like, some oh God, decent scenes in here that I thought were funny, but I had a, a kind of a little bit of a tough time. It was more me going, oh, that was just a weird situation or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones, the first ones that I noticed that I thought was kind of cool was the, the lady got so scared about cops. Like they were trying to instill oh. that fear. So she like she's like, you're not taking me. And she kills an actual she cop. She shoots that poor young yeah, cop. Right yeah. in the head. And it's like, damn, lady. Right. <laughs> well, how do you go from zero to 190? Yeah, she, well, everybody's, this is the panic that was in the streets about Maniac Cop. Right, which I understand. And that's, again, how this is so crazy to how it, it feels so relevant to today. Right, yeah. And that's just what, like, just blows my mind going back and watching this. Because I, I watched this a long time ago and then going back to rewatch it for, for our segment. It's been segment, a while for me, too. Yeah, it had, it's been several years. And I just remember sitting there going, holy fuck. This is so relevant to what we're dealing with as a society now. It's crazy. Well, and, and I'm glad that they touched on, like I said, on those different uh, the ideas. yeah. But I think, and, and I'm not trying to, like, preach some sort of politics or anything, but I think people thought of cops back then a little bit... Way differently. ...than they do nowadays. Way differently. Yeah, so... Did you have any other favorite scenes, like, other than... Officer Forrest and Officer Mallory are coming out of that interrogation room where they were held, or whatever, when, like, shit starts fucking going down. Okay. Like, after he kills Sally and the commissioner and... The, is Sally his girlfriend? Yeah, the chick that took him home from the hospital. Okay. Or the the prison hospital yeah, or whatever. To give you guys a quick idea, by the way, so essentially what happens is, like I mentioned earlier, cop was kind of an aggressive cop, but he got the job done. Right. He was a really good cop, technically. This is what they say. But he got in trouble through some legal bullshit, however you want to spin that. He got caught. It's police brutality. Yeah, he got basically police brutality um, for probably people who deserved it. But it's the law not to do that. So he got thrown in jail with all the other people and and all the people that he put in jail essentially killed him. 
Yeah, they. Uh, it's a really cool scene, actually. Yeah, the the shower I, scene. I loved yeah. the shower scene's incredible when he gets like brutally attacked by like five different dudes in this shower scene, and then they talk about later on. Mm-hmm. They introduce how Sally has a his girlfriend connection to him and how she gets her disability that she has, which I thought was really interesting. How they kind of tied that all into in together, right? Um. But, yeah, so she ends up taking him home from the infirmary, and it was, like, the medical examiner, like, was in on it and, like, released him to her, and, you know, but he's like, but he was brain dead, you know, that's why I did it, and whatever. There's some loose holes in there. A lot. Yeah. (laughs) Big, major fucking loose plot holes in that shit. Yeah, they don't just let some body go unchecked. No, and he's like, but when I signed the death certificate, I wasn't lying. He was dead, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, (laughs) That was ridiculous. Are you trying to make me lose my job? You're 78. Yeah, if you have to do an autopsy, you're not going to sign a fucking death certificate until after you've done the autopsy. Right. So you're lying. But anyway, so... So you like the shower scene, though? The shower scene was amazing. It was actually really cool, and how they did it was like kind of American History X, but before American History X. <laughs> well, you just like the the way that the the water poured off his chin Ew, no. and his ass. So because they kind of show his ass. They a little do, bit. and it's not. No, it's not. It's mm. not not good at all. But how that scene was filmed is right. interesting. Like that that scene on its own is really really cool. Like how he tries to fight them off and um how he how he almost beats his attackers essentially yeah you know fighting them off and then how they end up getting him and they slice his fucking mouth and they slice they his fuck face him up all bad. up they fuck him up like nobody could survive that ideally right and it it's just done really cool yeah and it's almost poetic in a way yeah and it was really interesting there was some funny parts though in it that i thought were like not real serious again i'm, I'm like pointing like, the things that the i liked movie. was just how ridiculous some of it was yeah like there was a part where he was grabbing sally his girlfriend who was like aged really old and she had a broken leg and he's all like slamming her up against the wall like yeah, over and, that's and how over she dies. yeah i'm like what the fuck that's what i said i'm like wow he must have slammed her into the wall real fucking hard if she's dead like, it was kind of funny and then it, it Immediately after, Tom Atkins comes in the room and sees it happening, and she's dead. And then Maniac Cop just starts manhandling and throwing around Tom Atkins like a fucking rag doll. Yeah. Which kind of sucked because it was like, damn, dude, Tom, what the fuck? Stand up, motherfucker. He's a badass, and he's portrayed like this giant pussy in that scene. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right, but everybody's tried shooting Maniac Cop. And he doesn't even flinch. Like, nothing he does. So it's, like, almost impossible to kill Maniac Cop or even move him. He's like a fucking rock. Yeah. But then the fateful end. When he gets, like... Spoiler alert. Impaled. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, because he throws Tom Atkins out the window after that part. yeah. And I was like, wait, Tom's dead? Tom's dead? Yeah, I was so fucking annoyed. And then he was like... And then it was like he handed the keys. He, like, threw... Hey, kid, check it out. And he threw the keys to Bruce. And then Bruce becomes the main role at this point. Yeah, and it was bullshit. Yeah, kind of... I mean, I was like... Bruce's Campbell was... Bruce's Campbell was (laughs) delicious soup. Bruce's character was basically fucking useless at that point. And then all of a sudden, he's handed the fucking keys to the driver's seat of, like, taking over Tom Atkins' role. And I'm just like, no, I don't agree. And then Bruce... Campbell's girlfriend, who is a screams, uh, she's like a fucking undercover cop. She plays a prostitute on the street to kind of catch guys who are paying for sex. And there's a part where they bring her in because nobody believes her or him. Bruce Campbell's getting blamed for all these murders because fucking 
uh, maniac chin. I mean, maniac cop. Maniac chin. <laughs> that would have been a better title. <laughs> <laughs> but maniac cop is like him and his girlfriend before he killed her uh, or set him up. And so nobody believes him. They think it's the perfect reason why they're both killing people. And it's just kind of ridiculous. But they put her in handcuffs. He's like, take her down, blah, blah, blah. The commissioner asks the, the police to arrest her in his office as he goes down to the, the fucking Irish parade, the fucking the St. Patrick's, St. Day, Patrick's parade. Day parade. Yeah. She's like, wait, you're not booking me? And he's like. Oh, look at that super rapey guy. Yeah, he's like, what's the rush? We got the commissioner's office all to ourselves. So fucking unnecessary. I'm like, what? I guess. I think the the point to build up for that was so you would be happy when he died. Right. It was just that extra, like, salt in the wound. Just stupid. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I I just remember being pissed off. But I I I wasn't pissed. I was just like, oh, come on. But then I'm like, oh, it's the 80s. (laughs) This makes sense. But I was just like, God, I did the same thing. I'm like, really? Really? Like, this is where we're going with that? I mean, that. it, it okay. didn't offend me because I'm not a, a girl. Maybe it didn't offend me that much for that reason. It didn't but, necessarily offend me. But I thought it was, it was super bad. It was like, annoying and unnecessary. Yeah. It didn't offend me. It was just completely fucking unnecessary to the right. story. Do you have another scene? And then we'll wrap it up. As I was getting to touch on earlier, the the scene where they start, they come out of that interrogation room. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start to see all the dead cops kind of soon about in like all these different various ways that they've been killed. Right. Uh, which I wish they would have shown all of those, which we did talk about earlier. But I loved how that was done. It was super interesting. And they, they had a lot of really cool little deaths that they did. And I, I wish they would have shown it, which would have made it a whole much better. But I really just cool. I feel like no scenes really stood out for me like and and i'm not trying to be rude or mean i know this is a beloved fucking franchise to some people i don't dislike the movie i like it i eventually want to buy it but it's not something i'm rushing out to fucking get i i see where you're coming from it's just one of those movies it's like oh what do i got to watch you know like i guess i gotta watch maniac yeah like i don't know no offense (laughs) to anybody if you love it i'm i'm i totally understand like it's your cup of tea. It's not mine. Yeah, if you've never seen it, there's some good actors that are in this that almost make it completely worthwhile. Like just, You got Tom Atkins and Bruce Campbell, so it's okay in my book. Give it a fucking watch. It's not the worst fucking movie you're ever going to see. Right. I guarantee it. And now that we've finished up Baniac Cop, I think it's time to, that we step into the Scanner Cop territory, <laughs> which uh, it's pretty interesting because I didn't know this because I, I've i always watched Scanners 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. I own one. I've seen. I've watched 2 and 3 after I got that uh, online somewhere, um, but technically it's the fourth Scanners right. in the franchise, but the f- it's the first Scanner Cop in the series. So this movie came out in 1994. Uh, the story goes, Sam, a rookie cop with the Los Angeles Police Department, is also a scanner, psionic. When a string of murders begin to decimate the police department, Sam faces sensory overload and possible insanity as he uses his powers to hunt down the man responsible for the killings. <laughs> it was directed by Pierre David, who was also a producer of a lot of different Cronenberg films. He, uh, including the original Scanners, 
He also produced Videodrome, one of my favorite movies. The Brood, which is one of David Cronenberg's first movies. And he also produced Visiting Hours, Scanners 2 and Scanner Cop 2. And Platoon is probably his biggest peg in his production you know, resume. That's what got him all the jobs. But boy, has he strayed. His shining star from Platoon has definitely been a little, you know, less bright. <laughs> with Scanner <laughs> Scanner Cop, but I love this movie. Uh, but plus, he did direct another movie because this was his directorial debut was Scanner Cop. But he also directed another movie called Serial Killer with Tobin Bell, who mm-hmm. is the killer in fr- the Saw, Saw franchise. Right. Uh, the cast includes Daniel Quinn, who plays Sam. He was in the movie Rubber, which I love. Mm-hmm. Wild at Heart, which I love. He returned for Scanner Cop 2. He was also in Wrong Cops, which is directed by the same guy who did Rubber. He's also in this movie coming up called Fetish Factory, which is about pinups versus zombies. Dope. So I'm kind of curious about that. Bring it on. It also stars Darlene Fuegel, who is Dr. Joan Alden. Uh, she was in Pet Cemetery 2, Dark Band 3. You kind of know about that from last week. Also, it stars Richard Grove, who was the commander, who was kind of recognizable to me, but he didn't play that many different things. He was in Army of Darkness, Point Break, Almost an Angel with Paul Hogan, Crocodile Dundee. Yep. (laughs) Uh, One of his last movies, I think. Uh, Also, it stars Mark Rolston, who plays Lieutenant Harry Brown, which I think is, he plays a really good dickhead. Uh, but he's the Lieutenant Dickhead, I call him. Uh, he was in Shawshank Redemption, Aliens, The Departed, Robocop 2, uh, Lethal Weapon 2. He was also in Eraser and The Crow, Stairway to Heaven, amongst many others. All, for the most part, are incredible movies. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> he's a pretty well, uh, you know, decorated fucking actor. Mm-hmm. Also, it stars Richard Lynch, who plays Carl Glock, who's also known as the Weird Eye Guy, with the sloped face. Is that what he says in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> he was in the Chuck Norris movie called Invasion USA. He was in the remake of Halloween, Lords of Salem. He was in the slasher called Laid to Rest. He was even in the Necronomicon Book of the Dead movie from the 80s. Puppet Master 3 called Toulon's Revenge, I believe. And then yeah. Trancers 2. <laughs> And then the last person who plays the sort of uh, psychic medium named Xena, it's Hillary Shepard. She was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. She was uh, Divitox in Turbo, a Power Rangers movie from 97, and Tough Guys from the 80s. Shut up. Is she the main chick in fucking 40-Year-Old Virgin? I don't know. No, I don't no. think it's the same chick. No, it's a different no, girl. No, 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 no. Okay. I think she might be the Who guy. Who the fuck is she in 40-year-old version? I don't remember. I've seen that movie a million fucking times. Is she that one guy's girlfriend? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. What yeah. are your thoughts on the movie, though? I loved it. Yeah? I did. I really I, liked I it, really too. I really did. Like, I, I really, really, really liked it. I love the whole concept behind it. Super fucking cool story. I really liked it. I was yeah. surprised. I was surprised too. The Scanner series kind of like went from amazing with Cronenberg to kind of like progressively shit. Yeah. (laughs) Or what the fuck at Um, least. Yeah. I would give it a good what the fuck. But somehow part four, which is Scanner Cop, it kind of refreshes the story. It does. And it doesn't really in a very digestible way, I guess you could say, compared to like part two or three, which are, eh. you know, part two is okay. Three is kind of like 
what the fuck's going on, guys? But this one is super cool to me. I mean, I was never really bored. Like, I really legitimately was involved in the story. Uh, even the cheesy moments were perfect. It just felt right. Like, I was surprised. This is a really good 90s film. Yeah, I was super engaged from start to finish, which was shocking to me. Some of the ideas that they had were kind of original and fun and kind of typical in some respects. But the kill scenes were really interesting and and fun yeah and like even just shitty little like death scenes or just pushing people out of the way with his psionic powers was still really well done it was cool i don't know it was really cool i mean but i can't argue with fucking like mentally exploding heads and shit like it's just <laughs> yeah. tits just like, head popping people just, just, uh, pff, well they only do it once giant yeah it's just it, once that's the only once time or they twice, actually but... really full-on do it is about once i think they wanted to try to steer clear from the original right scanners which is the most <sighs> biggest fucking exploding heads moment yes and if you guys don't know there's a podcast dedicated to the name and it's exploding heads podcast yeah. <laughs> and their main picture is the scanners guy shout out which is probably <laughs> one of the coolest head explosions you will ever see it's fantastic it's pretty great it is fucking legendary if you haven't seen scanners you should go see it but seriously your next movie should be scanner cop because honestly yeah it is the so much better than I thought it was going to be. I was literally blown away that I enjoyed it this much. I'm not trying to like fluff everyone's pillow here, but like seriously. We're not trying to suck on anybody's dick, but <laughs> straight up like skip from Scanners straight to Scanner Cop. I, I mean, just I'd have to watch it. two and three again to like really no, be just, sure. Just do it. But this was good. It was good. It was really, really good. And I just was, I still, I can't, there's not words <laughs> that I can express. How much love is in your heart? <laughs> to you, how thoroughly impressed I All was, right, which Brittany. how much I actually really enjoyed Reel this movie. Reel it back. I can't. Like, there's, I'm trying to find the, the words that are appropriate enough to describe the fact of like how... It's enjoyable. It was. It and it's was, $20 to get on DVD. I looked it up and I was like, God, that's I really want to buy... That's not cheap. That one, that's expensive for an old movie for like a that. DVD, I don't know. I don't. I, don't I really want it though. It's not that bad. Or you can watch it for free on fucking YouTube because that's what I did. I've heard Scanner Cop <laughs> Two, by the way, is like NC seventeen. What? Yeah, I really want to watch it because of that. Oh, it's on YouTube. Yeah, one of the guys is like he's like an infamous bad guy in that movie. So I'm kind of curious yeah, like about I that. Straight up, like watched this movie in its entirety on YouTube. Um, and it plays the entire film from start to finish, and then it kind of retouches on main points. That's I think you should own it, but... I agree. If you want to watch it, just to make no, sure... I bought it. That you did? I did. I bought it because I loved it so much. Really? And I was like, this is fucking fantastic. I need to fucking own this shit. Why Damn do it. I not... First of all, why do I not fucking own it? But no, I, I bought it. Right. Because I'm like, I need to have it. I was, I'm still surprised as to how I don't already... I don't know how I didn't see it, and I, I don't... I did not know that this was the fourth in the series. Somehow, well, these movies kind of escaped me somehow. I thought that the series ended at part three, but it continues yeah. on. There's actually Scanners The Showdown, and then there's Scanner Cop 2, which I don't know if they're the same, and I feel like I need to watch these now yeah. because I'm so confused because it's been years. I was like 16 when I watched these. You know what I mean? Right. Like. I don't know. Well, Scanners, I've seen that recently. But. Mouse had this, like, aha moment when we were watching it when it, like, did the whole, like, Cronenberg, like, nod towards the beginning. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, whoa, what? And I'm like, this is, like, the fourth installment for Scanners. 
Right. And yeah. He was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "God damn it, Mills!" Like, he didn't know. No, he didn't know. And he was like, "Oh, I'm interested now. Like, I'm ready." And I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like, <laughs> so he actually he really liked it. Like, we both really really enjoyed it. He was like, "That really wasn't half bad." He was like, "Is Alex making you watch another shitty movie?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I make <laughs> no. Britney watch shit she would never watch. No, it's fine. Like some of uh, some of it, yes, but for the most part, I I end up enjoying most of the most of the stuff that you know that we watch and i am appreciative i try to seek deep and just try to to see what the appeal is for people percent of the time i end up 90 percent of the time i end up being appreciative of the fact of you're making me watch movies that i either have never seen or i haven't seen since i was young well that's the fun for me is watching something i haven't seen. i'm still young yeah but i'd rather watch like i'd seen Maniac Cop before, but it, sure, me too. It was a long time ago, but I'd never seen Scanner Cop. Neither before. have I, so we were fresh on this one, right? So it was super fun. So I, I like when you give me shit to watch that I haven't seen before, or something that I haven't seen in fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> that I mean my little adolescent ass brain won't fucking remember from fifteen years ago. <laughs> well, to give you guys kind of a, a quick breakdown of the movies, just so you can kind of get an idea before we get into some of the other stuff. There's not a lot of trivia on this, but. Scanner Cop is essentially, it starts out, the movie is about this kid who is living with his dad. They're in dire straits. Uh, It's clear that these people are scanners, both him and his dad. They have to take ephemeral, which is this red pill that they have empty bottles around the entire house. But his dad is going crazy. It's been like four days since he's actually taken his medicine. He's given his last dose to his son because he doesn't want his son to go mad. When these scanners who have these psychic powers don't take ephemeral, after like three or four days, they lose their minds. And so I don't want to go into details just yet, but essentially his dad dies in a cop battle because he's going nuts. And then the kid gets fostered by a cop on the scene who later becomes the commander of the police uh, of the police. And then when cops start dying by the hand of regular civilians out of the blue with no reason or rhyme or whatever, the commander asks his newly appointed officer son or foster son to use his scanner powers to sort of crack the case because these people are like having flashes. You like they, they kill people because they think they're seeing something else. Yeah. Something that they're scares them. Yeah. So you don't really understand why, uh, but they find out that people are injecting other people or like these, like this group is injecting people with hallucinogens to kind of depro or program them to see creatures, zombies, like anything that they're scared of whenever they see a cop. And the only problem is, is when his son uses his powers to try to read these catatonic people who go on this killing spree of cops, it basically, he has to stop using his medicine to use his powers to read their minds to kind of solve the case, which also coincidentally drives him nuts which also drove his father insane and eventually killed him too Mm -hmm. so it's kind of this like back and forth sort of thing did you like that part i mean did you like oh yeah it's a little way more complex than maniac i love it absolutely it's a more intelligent story i think so and more original you're more invested in the characters i think absolutely i mean from from the beginning 
Like, from start to finish, you're invested in the characters. It's super interesting. Like, right away, they bring you in and they make you sympathetic to this kid. Right. And they also make you sympathetic to this cop that comes in and is almost gets his fucking head exploded, but gets saved in the long run. And then he... Yeah, his dad up, almost kills him. Yeah, and then he... But then the kid kills his dad. Yeah. And it's this whole... Like, well, no, his, he well, didn't kill his dad. He... He prevented him, him essentially. And the the, the landlord him. shoots his yeah. dad. He but he stops him from killing the cop and distracts him, and then that it ends gets up him getting killed. him killed. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, so in a way, he landed in a hand in killing his father. Right. But it and then so you you build this rapport like instantly with this kid and this cop that saved this kid. Then fast forward to 15, 20 years later when he becomes, you know, he graduates from the police academy and becomes an officer and he works under his dad, but he wants to kind of break free from the shadow from under his dad and it's this whole thing right. and it's really cool. Like you already have this relationship with these characters. That they built up really subtly, but they did a good job of building it up. And so I liked that. So instantly you have a rapport with these characters. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and um, it was just it was really cool how they did it. it I think it was pretty well written. It was. The acting was a little spotty at times. Yeah, but depends it, on who it was. It really just didn't take away from it because like they do some really cool like psionic powers and stuff. I don't know. It's pretty cool to me. As I mentioned before, this was Pierre David's directorial debut other than that there literally is no trivia and i wish and i don't even think the dvd has any commentary or any extras because this isn't like a very popular movie no but i feel like it deserves a lot more attention than it's gotten i agree and again this isn't we're not talking like you know this isn't an academy award-winning movie but if you're into like horror movies, psionic powers, scanners of any sort, it's not real super artistic. It's kind of straight to the book, but the story is interesting enough to make you follow along. And the kills and death scenes and the ideas that they use to kill people are really cool. Yes. So I feel like this should have risen to the cult classic status of Maniac Cop instead of Maniac Cop. I kind of agree, but I think it's because of Bruce Campbell. That's exactly and what Tom it is. Atkins. and Tom Atkins, Tom Atkins and Bruce Campbell. If they would not have been a maniac cop that would not have had the success that it did i really kind of feel the same way i feel like it's just a, you gotta pass a little bit more I agree. than this and movie it's wrong because this movie is by far superior in comparison to maniac cop and just my our opinions guys this, yeah this is just what we think but i mean i still I just, like maniac cop the maniac cop is great in its own way yeah but this is a completely different more unique and interesting storyline i mean granted it comes fresh off the coattails of scanners yeah but this is their fourth installment where they kind of go sep- a separate direction and it's seven years after maniac cop and make it fresh yeah. yeah and it was just it was really cool and very 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 interesting it yes. should have more of a cult status following it but should and maybe there are people that like forward it to 10 years from now it will right I, I, knows? I, I would love to have scream factory pick up scanner cop yes. one and two and put that out because i think they'd be perfect yeah it'd be amazing did you have any favorite scenes i mean it's kind of like a group of favorites i guess but i'll, okay. I'll talk we'll about try to one go in order i'll talk about one in specifically for me my favorite scene hands down in the entire entire film um was the surgeon's hallucination okay holy balls that refresh me on that zombie cause... Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, skeletal zombie hallucination was spot fucking on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was so fucking cool. Gorgeous. 
Like it was just absolutely like. I mean, I could tell beautiful. it was a dummy in my opinion, yeah, but, but I, mean, I still it was liked still it. Still fucking for the nineties, like early, like ninety four. Yeah. yeah, that's early nineties. Yeah. Like it was fucking cool. Like it just looked legit, and it had a really creepy and uncomfortable feel behind it. Mm-hmm. And you watched it, and you went, "Ugh." Yeah, you know, like it was just out of all of the hallucination scenes, right? That was my favorite. Yeah. And it just felt the most realistic to me. I mean, well, there are two others that are more realistic or would feel more real to you to fight back to somebody than a fucking zombie coming at you. But that one was the coolest okay, of all of them. And I felt like it was just it was gorgeous how they filmed it. The color scheme and everything was just really spot on. Well, the way that they even program the people is oh, really yeah. cool, too, because they would show a picture of someone who's a cop. And that they know, and then they would flip it to something that they were scared of, mm-hmm. and then they would bounce the pictures back and forth to, to rapid succession of like going back and forth until the two pictures became Molded. the scary thing. Right. And then they were on acid, so they were highly subjectable to these thoughts or being programmed or whatever the fuck. Right. So they're. I thought that was kind of cool that they cool. did it. Like I don't know how legit that really is. No. But it but made it was an extra effort that I thought was kind of cool. Oh, and it was cool how they ended up switching it up later. Yeah. No, they totally do. Because yeah. Because they they like get smart to it and they realize that it's the uniform. Yeah, so then they do the and badge. they wisen up and they switch it to the badge or they switch it to whatever they need to switch it to. Right. Like, and they adjust it and adjust it and it's like really cool and smart how they do it. Yeah. There was... Uh, they stayed on top of that shit and I liked it. If I had to pick one of my favorite scenes, I would say there was a medium psychic chick who was helping this bad guy who is Carl Glock in the, in the movie. He's played by uh, Richard Lynch. She aids him. She's like this goth, like psychic medium chick from the 90s. And uh, she gets hit off the front of the car by Sam, who's the main character. And she squeaks and rolls and she's dying. And as he's fucking like she's dying, she's like, fuck you. You'll never get me now. And he's like, I'm not done with you yet. And he literally gets in her head and follows her to hell. I was like. Whoa. I was like, that's really cool. Like, that's like an extra layer that they went further. I mean, how legitimate or not it is, but he follows her to hell. She says, I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Right. And then he's just like, well, I'm not done with you yet or whatever. And then he like straight up. It was so cool. He scans her. Right. And he follows her. And it was so fucking tits. Like, I love it so much. And then and then not only that, like, not only is he scanning her. As she's laying on the ground dead, but then as he follows her deeper and deeper into hell and all these like crazy shit things are happening, she locks him behind some bars and she's like, thank you. I'm going to take over your body. I can't wait to be a man finally. And you're going to be stuck here in hell. And he's like, oh, no, you're not. And then he starts scanning her within a scan. Yeah, like so he scans deeper. <laughs> it's like meta scanning. And it was like, he scans her so hard. Oh, man, he scanned the fuck out of her. <laughs> <laughs> he scans her so hard that her fucking head pops. And it's fucking great. I don't know. That's amazing. I that love that. Dope. I don't know. It's so cheesy, but it's care. just perfect. I don't know. Just don't even care. <laughs> Do you have any other scenes that maybe you like? 
Um, just I, like little ones or something. Yeah, I I love this scene. Um, oh my god, what's the chick's name? The act like the character's name that stabs her fucking husband. Oh, I don't hilarious. remember her name, but yeah, sorry, she, he but was a cop hilarious. and it was her husband. Her husband, uh, Sarah. Um, it was Sarah. Okay, that was her name. So they're in the kitchen and they're like cooking dinner. She's she's chopping up fucking shit or whatever, and the husband's like trying to like you know fuck her pretty much in the kitchen and then he's like oh don't make me put you under arrest or whatever yeah trying to pull the like role play on yeah the role play thing right and then he like shows her the badge and then she just instantaneously this is after they switched up the um the trigger from the cop uniform to the badge because they right. knew that the cop uniform wasn't going to do anything anymore because they took everybody out of uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can't take the badges away. Because yeah, they make no every cop dress in civvies. Yeah, they make everybody, every cop dresses as a civilian, but they can't take their badges away because then they have no power. Right. So he takes his badge out and shows it to his wife in this like weird role play thing. And then she just instantly goes into this hallucination of him being this big fucking, like, creepy Cricket? bug. Yeah. It was this weird alien-esque kind of, like, cricket. It looked like an alien to alien, me. Alien, like... It did not look like a cricket that they no, showed. No, but it was like a weird... Um, It was an insect-alien right. hybrid, basically. <laughs> and To be technical. she d- They show this, and it's so fucking cool, like, that transition, even though there was there was some fuck-ups that they had in that part. Sure, yeah, but it looked kind of weird. When they, like, when she stabs him, and she takes the, the knife out, and there's no fucking blood. On the knife? On the knife, or anywhere on her, or anything, but she stabs him straight to the fucking hilt of the fucking knife in the gut. Right. And yet there's no blood on her or the knife. Like, yeah. please. She was really quick. There's a, no. <laughs> it would never happen. There'd still be some fucking residue on it. But anyway, like, it was just, I, I really liked it. Like, even though she just, I don't know. And, and these are spoiler alerts cool. if you haven't already recognized. I'm sorry we didn't all give the, you a better warning. All the hallucinations are tits. Like, they were all really, really, really well thought out and done interestingly. Do you remember the one in the beginning where the, the father has, like, three little baby heads pop out of his head? Yes. And then he throws a cop through a wall, then pops another guy's head almost. I like yes. saying pop. because It was just... the guy that adopted the son. Is the one yes. He almost popped his he head. He almost popped his head. And then dad gets shot, and the kid almost pops the landlord's head. And then the cop, who's the commander, tells him to stop, and they become friends. But right. I, th- I thought it was really... The, the effects were really cool. They were cool. I thought it was really cool. Uh, there was another part in this movie where the step cop dad, the commander guy, he takes the kid to a doctor or scientist to see what's wrong with him. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going to have to inject him with all this stuff. And he's like, oh, the no, hell you, won't. you are. Yeah, yeah. Hell you are. And they walks out. And the first thing he said, he's like, damn scientist. I, <laughs> I laughed so fucking I hard. Did too. I was like, well, damn scientist. I was, I, was like, like, I was like, that's probably something my dad would say. Oh you God, know, it is something my dad would say. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I was just like, did they follow my dad to make this movie? <laughs> Goddamn scientists. Goddamn environmentalists. Goddamn people with brains. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, one last one I want to mention is that the robbers try to steal a woman's car. They kind of like harass her a little bit. I don't know if they're trying to rape her or not. I couldn't figure that part out. But Scanner Cop shows up and he's like, you better stop right there. He's like, I'm going to shoot you. And he's like, no, you won't. And then he flips the dude through awesome. the air like seven times. Like, it was like super like, um, what is that movie? 
hit something hidden dragon. Oh yeah, dude, he was on wires. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. It was super like Japanese or way Chinese, over the top, over the top. But fucking, it was cool like, action shit, and it was amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like some of the cool stuff they did. Crouching in this. Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's what I'm going for. Well, and I think we know. <laughs> well, I know, but I just said Hidden Dragon, and I'm just like, God damn it! Ah, I gotta dragon. think of the rest of it. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon esque. <laughs> Bam! There it is. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, and then he flips him through the air, and the other guy's like, uh, uh, yeah, no, what the fuck? He's like, bye. <laughs> He's like, put the gun on the ground. He's like, yeah, no problem, dude. Like, what the fuck? Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what do you, what do you, what are your end thoughts about this movie? Poignant, quick little Fucking thing. Fantastic. Yeah. If like you, we've already previously stated, this should have the cult following that Maniac Cop does. Yeah, guys, you, if you really, if you get a chance, I mean, like, if you could find a copy of this on YouTube or whatever, buy it on Amazon. Yeah. It's 20 bucks, but I think it's worth it. Like, I am definitely getting this yeah. movie. No, you can find the full version to watch for free on YouTube. And it's made but, by Image Films, too, wasn't right, it? Right. I believe you're correct. Yeah. Um, It is worth buying because I did watch it and I bought it. Yeah. Because I have to have it. It's, it's one of the, yeah. I don't know how it slipped it. away from me. Like, no, I don't know how, how I didn't I get to see it. That's exactly how but I feel. But it's one of those, it's those, at, that's the moment that you look for, right? Yeah, well, I love scanners. So I'm like, right. where the fuck was the disconnect here where I missed this? It just didn't get any marketing, probably. No. and then, like, everybody, just buy it. If you if you don't <laughs> like it when you watch it for free on whatever I'll streaming device you, you buy it, like, just Oh. Do yourself a favor, at least watch it. And now that you know that we are frothing from the mouth, I'm pretty sure that you understand which one of the two <laughs> movies is our favorite. Yeah, Maniac um, Cop. Yeah, two thumbs up for fucking Scanner Cop. <laughs> and one thumb up, one thumb down for fucking, I don't know, what are we, I fucking Cisco like and Ebert? Half, half mast yeah. thumbs for Maniac Cop. Yeah, it They're plateau thumb. And it's because of Tom Atkins and Bruce Campbell. Right. Why I'm giving it the I can't hate thumbs. it be- for those two reasons for alone. For those two reasons alone is why it's getting a half mast thumb. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's worth watching. I wouldn't buy it. I don't want to own it. I will at Unless some I point. got it for free, like that's fine, but I'm not going to pay for it unless I found it in like a bargain bin for like three bucks, like right. maybe. Scanner Cop, two big raging fucking thumbs up, including a fucking boner Bonerific dick, thumbs. And thumb, by the way, this- up, Like, I don't care. This is not our rating system. We're just making <laughs> shit up as we go right this now. This is my rating yeah, system. Yeah, we used to do numbers and everything, but we just don't take it very seriously. <laughs> two thumbs and a dick yeah. is my rating if system. If you don't know or haven't come by now, then you probably don't know, you know, what oh, we're I talking came. about. I already came. But <laughs> guys- Thank you so much for coming by this week. Um, if you haven't already, check out Monday's episode. If you listen to Monday's episode and you finish this episode, give us a shout out in the comments and let us know because uh, we begin a lot of people writing us lately and that shit means the fucking world to us. So thank you for fucking being a part of this. Uh, as we've mentioned 17 times already, <laughs> sign up for the BTV VIP club and get some free shit. Fucking do it. There's literally like 38 people who've signed up. So your chances of winning this are pretty high yeah and do it because there's some really fucking cool shit and i think two or three of them are us (laughs) so it's even less box guys well we did just because we wanted to make sure we got the emails right but i like knowing who i am yeah it was a it was was for a reason sometimes i forget that there's an episode coming out i'm a person But guys, if you haven't already, check out longlivethevoid.com and uh, we will be back next week. We're going to be doing a a review um, and you probably already know what that is, but you know, 
know. And you probably have already seen it, you sons of bitches. It's about some stupid doll that yeah. I want to kick in the fucking <laughs> Check in with us next Monday. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you guys next time. Stay weird, monsters. So